Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. What's up? <laughs> well, that's not a weird. I was in like both ears. Oh, you know, it's 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 an ordinary day at the Brewing Network, I think. That's what it is. Yeah, those long uh, production planning meetings we do, you know, all that uh, <laughs> the creative stuff. You mean the drinking? Well, <laughs> where's the drinking today? I, I think it's the first show I've ever been on where I didn't drink uh, before I went on. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, I haven't had anything to... I drank. Well, you don't sit down without a beer for the Sunday session. <laughs> when I got here... Never. I, I stopped and got myself a Snapple and a... Uh, oh, look at you. All like that. a liter of Aquafina. And I chugged them down <laughs> in about five minutes. <laughs> Must have been thirsty. <laughs> oh, I was just, like dehydrated. Go bathroom in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, you know, working on the new brewery and... Uh, How's it coming along? It's it's going well. It's what just, was your uh, original... Uh, Target date uh, when you sign the uh, lease on the building. What did you, you know? What did you say to yourself or somebody? What, what, I, I said to myself, "My God, I hope I can have this thing open by June." Oh, you're so that's aggressive. Um, oh, he's gonna kill it because I got the got the building in. What, in when did you? What day did you sign the lease? It was in December, right? November, November? Mid, like mid-November. Okay. All right. Then I had to get a use permit, and then you know, no, no, they're all normal stuff. Yeah. But you're gonna break some sort of record between uh, lease signing well, and. Uh, Work making, and, and, and my goal was to have it open in March. Okay, you know, I thought, okay, you know, I could have this open in March. You know, but I think you know that's the best case scenario. Yeah, Mostly. well, yeah, was I think it the it, house? I think it might it might have worked out to early March, you know, late February. But then uh, I was thinking, well, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, so this may take longer. <laughs> this is the first time I've done this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, we were on track for mid, mid-March, but yeah. CBC's coming up and the electrical panel, all this stuff. So yeah. Yeah. it's going to be, I think, maybe April. Yeah, that last mile will take a little more time than you expect. So. Oh, yeah. But all the, it's all the little details are just, uh, it's, it's not easy. Not easy stuff, I tell you. Hmm. I tell you, contract brewing. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> I think that's the way to Looks go. It's pretty attractive, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Well, my my tune has changed too since uh, since I'm risking it all with this. Yeah, you're, now yeah. when people ask me, they're like, "Ah, should I get into the brewing business?" And normally, I'm like, "Ah, you know, don't don't ruin a good hobby. Don't you know, mm. don't take all the risk." Now I'm like, "Hey, if you're gonna do it, now's the time to do it. Go ahead. Yeah, go right. go ahead. Do it now. Now yeah. you know if if you're gonna do it, don't wait around for a few years and then do it. Just do it now because right now you can sell any beer that you make. You can sell it. That's right." So, There's a beer shortage. Yeah, go for it. You know, I think uh, you know they'll do just about just about anything for you. And speaking of great hobbies and great hobby suppliers, how about Northern Brewer? Those guys are great, fantastic, loyalists. I, I love those guys. Yeah, they've they've been our loyal sponsors for a long time. Back when John and I first started this show, um, what century was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's that? Was it? Was there a two at the beginning? Or I think so uh, the nineties? No. So yeah. It was in this millennium. Yeah. Was just out of high school. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, Northern Brewer's been there for us, and they're there for all their customers. Absolutely fantastic folks. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good-hearted people out there in the Midwest, and uh, they got great, great pricing. They got uh, great customer service. They got great products. Great website. Go check it out. If there's something your local homebrew shop uh, can't get, doesn't carry, check out Northern Brewer. I bet you you find it there. And you get it shipped to you at a reasonable cost. Uh, flat rate. Surprised. So, yeah, flat rate shipping, like $7.99. It'd be that. Yeah. So uh, check it out, northernbrewer.com. Good folks. <sighs> All right. So we're going to do <clears> – <throat> we're, we're learning here. Yes. Bear with us. We've got some good feedback from people on – Feedback's uh, good. 
on our first couple of shows uh you know we're just dialing this thing in you know magic just doesn't just fall out of the no, trees no, we you know our creative uh, stuff you know <laughs> yeah grow it yeah, like a yeah. like a fungus it's organic you know yeah it's, it starts to spread and you know any hate mail <laughs> no no we, oh, okay. we never get hate mail really? absolutely right. not Darn. i think the filters it gets filtered out somehow all the death threats and everything is ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I, laughs> uh let's see um we're not even drinking yet <laughs> Yeah, I could use beer. That's yeah, for sure. There you go. Um, <clears throat> so we're 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 adjusting our our show. We're we're getting dialed in, and uh, I want to thank the people that uh, you know give us some feedback on those first sh- few shows because it's helpful and, and it was intelligent, and well thought out. It wasn't like oh I hate it or it sucks. It's like hey, this part of it I didn't think worked as well. You know, change this up. So that's yeah. what we're gonna do. We've been listening to you guys, and uh, for people that uh, participate in today's show, uh, we've got some some giveaways. Now, what do you we got? already gave away the jet ski. That's already gone because I don't oh. see it out there anymore. Yeah, that's gone. So that or the homeless guy that was, was <laughs> <laughs> listed as security guard uh, <laughs> is somehow he didn't do as good a job. So we've got uh, the best of brew your own uh, 30 great beer styles from uh, the one and only uh, Jamel Zanishef right here. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, like 30 of the uh, uh, style profile uh, columns. I've written over the years. They picked thirty that they thought people would really like, and made it into a special issue. I wrote a uh, new cover for it, and there you go. That's uh, all. Is that one signed? It, it isn't, uh, but uh, it can be though. Right? The value will double if you sign it that, from ten to twenty dollars. Yeah, from like right. uh, yeah, thirty-four can, cents. To you can 16. find these at your homebrew shop and and online at BYO. I think uh, it runs about ten bucks, but. Uh, for those participating, we will go with it. We'll think of a trivia question. Uh, somewhere in the middle of the show, we'll give you a trivia question. You can answer in the chat if you're listening live. You go to the uh, the Brew Network uh, website, and you can click on the chat now, and you can participate in the show. And Scott will uh, take your answers there, and uh, we'll see. And if we get a winner, I'll uh, sign it for that person, and Scott will send it to you. And Excellent. There you go. It's like magic. Do you remember what you called uh, BYO before we went to air? <laughs> no, what did I call? I think you called it. Uh, it's it's porn worthy. I think you called it. Oh, nice glossy oh, photos. Oh no, high, no. Qu- high high class magazine. No, the no, articles about, are great. No, I was talking about the. Uh, <laughs> I was actually I'm talking about the, article. the price of the magazine because when you buy like the uh, oh. like the jugs magazine, it's like ten bucks or something like six or it used to be, I guess, yeah. back in the day. And this is also ten bucks. So I thought I thought you meant the heft of it. It you is. Know? It is. Yeah, it's a big, thick magazine, basically. Right. Yeah, it's it's like a book. It's like a National Geographic. I'm calling it a book. It's got a nice. Yeah, it's uh, got enough for book. It's got a perfect binding on it, so mm-hmm. it's a book. And you've been writing for them what? Four years? Five years? Yeah, something like that. I think I've written uh, forty plus, almost fifty nice. uh, articles for them. So uh, if if they're doing like eighty year, that would be like six years, <laughs> something like that. Keeping you busy. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got nothing else to do with my time, so that's all right. Spill the brewery. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's get into this show here. Uh, German Pilsner. That's German what we're Pilsner. covering today. It's a great beer. German Pilsner. It is. My favorite. It, one of your favorites, right? No, absolutely. It's very hard to brew. It, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. I mean, there's a lot of little subtle things that can go wrong in German Pilsner and, and veer from the style. You can still have a nice beer, but really not. In that style category, right? You want to give us a little uh, rundown on the German Pilsner style, there, uh, John? For sure. Let's see, German Pilsner category two A. Uh, when you're drinking this, you should definitely get a Pilsner malt quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the noble spicy hop aromas coming through, and some a hint of sulfur. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the appearance, you know, straw to light gold, very clear, and the flavor is very crisp and bitter, dry finish, and and I will. Oh, I think you need a hint of these sulfates coming through, the salt flavor. It just accentuates the hop flavor, the aromatics, and the aftertaste. You just kind of get this crispness from it. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think you need to have a really nice Pilsner with great water. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. That's my German right. Pils. Yeah, you know, similar, you know, the, there's all these pale Pilsners, but, you know, a lot of times the question is, what's the difference between, like, a Munich Helles? And a Bohemian Pilsner, you know, a Czech Pilsner, and a German Pilsner, and you know, the German Pilsner drier, crisper, uh, you know, uh, a little more bitter, 
and uh, you know balance wise than than the others because of that dryness and uh, the water definitely makes a, a difference on that but uh you know a good uh, crisp attenuated uh, finish and uh, you know as far as sulfur goes i think you know all loggers part of the essence loggery essence is subtle background you know sulfury kind of character it smells kind of good yeah, Actually, if it's if it's subtle enough and yeah. it's the right kind of sulfur compounds, you mm-hmm. know, otherwise it can be a little farty, eggy. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that that's the one thing that's in there that kind of helps people say, oh, that's a lager. Right. You know, and that's that's really, you know, uh, the colder fermentation tends to. And that's, uh, is that yeast derived? Yeah, all and all the yeast will put out sulfur. Even ales? Yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. And, you know, under stress, they tend oh, yeah. to put out more more sulfur. Okay. And what we're going to do, we'll, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be tasting uh, a, a selection of, uh, a vast selection, an array, if you will. Myriad, even. A myriad, <laughs> a potpourri, potpourri of samples that uh, Scott has picked up uh, from our local bottle shop of uh, classic uh, uh, German Pilsners. So let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, more of this exciting German Pilsner show after this. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure Today, a vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying some uh, <clears throat> classic German Pilsner example. Uh, Scott, you want to uh, run us down the list of, of what you acquired at the store? And Sure. Uh, they were pretty light, actually, on the suggested in the style guidelines. Uh, so I picked up what they had, which was uh, Weinstepaner, Trumer Pills, uh, Rataburger, and uh, is it Koenig? Koenig. Koenig. Mm-hmm. Uh, too easy. I was trying to put a little flair on the O there. Koenig. <laughs> Koenig. Interesting. Hmm. I get some similarity between the two of them. Which two? The Trumer Pills and the... The vine hash definer. Mm-hmm. See, it's so tempting to put flair on the on the letters, isn't it? I know. Weinstefana. Yeah, I'd say that there is a, a great similarity between those two. Yeah, I'd say they're they're both uh, uh, quite similar. I don't know. This the bitterness is very very similar. So is the sulfate character. Mm-hmm. And the crispness and that. They all got that, that, that same. Pilsner. Yeah, they're all great beers. Maltiness. They all have a great. They all seem to be uh, fresh and uh, crisp, and uh, certainly we're right, right within the style. Well, the uh, the Rataburger, uh, mm. little little seems getting some skunky. There. Yeah, yeah. Right? that is you're right. A little oxidized. You're getting some some uh, some skunky hop out of that, which is interesting because the Trumer Pills is in a green bottle, which is you know <laughs> like a no no unless you're using. Uh, those funky hop Ex- things that like Miller uses that prevent, yeah. Um, so I don't know about that, but the uh, the Radburger it seemed seemed kind of skunky to me. Aren't a fair amount of breweries that use green bottles now using hop extract, just, especially if they're lower gravity? Isn't that like a rumor? Or I don't know. Just because they want to keep that image, but they want to use. And that hop extract will just won't be affected by it, by the light. Well, there's different kinds of hop extracts. Okay, um, you can use a hop extract that is essentially just the hop essence and oils separated out from the from the leafy matter. And they do that with CO two nowadays. They used to do chemicals, now they do it with CO two, hmm. and it's just this oozing <laughs> uh, resiny goo. Uh, that's, you know, just the hops really, and, and that stuff's great, but that'll, uh, skunk as well. I mean, it's just, you know, there's nothing so done with it. I, the, the Miller process, I don't know. They, they do something that converts the, something's the hop taking into a, out of the hop or take, there's something, uh, they, they do a, a process to, um, essentially fold one of the elements of the thing and it'll no longer it's skunk. genetically modified or something but yeah no, that one's it's gone. Process, it, it, yeah. yeah i know what you mean it takes it out uh but you know the hops still taste taste the same and all that well i have to say i think that trimmer doesn't do that kind of thing right this is pretty much yeah i don't really think so um the koenig is um you know a, a sweeter pretty bitter yeah you know almost but it seems sweeter compared to the the Trumer and the uh, Weinstefaner, mm-hmm. right? Seems to be a little bit bigger beer too, and that be might be why it's uh, a little maltier. Or, uh... 
Let's see what, what it says here, what the EBV is now. Yeah, and I would I would put that as, you know, so, you know, that's a, a decent example. But for me, it seems on the sweeter, not quite as dry side as like a Bitburger or, um, you know, even the, the Trumer. Right. I'm impressed that none of these have any DMS, really. You know, there's no funky corn coming through. <laughs> Right. They're, I mean, pretty, they're pretty clean. Well, that's a good point, John, because one of the things that you get when you're using a really pale Pilsner malt to get this light color and all that is the propensity to get more DMS in your beer. There's It's light, lightly kilned, and the kilning process drives off a lot of the SMM, which is the precursor to DMS. So, you know, the darker the malt you use, the less that's an issue. When you're using a real pale malt, uh, you put in the boil kettle. If you don't boil vigorously enough to drive off the, the the those volatiles, and not long enough to convert the SMM and get it to to uh, blow off, then you end up with uh, you know, like you're saying, cooked corn and all that. I think the first the first pilsner I think I ever did, I ended up with uh, some real cooked corn in that. I think I, I boiled like 60 minutes, and I think that was really what convinced me. Uh, you know, might as well just boil 90 minutes always. And the Tasty and I have always been very, very 90-minute. Yeah. Why well, take yeah. a chance? I mean, what's, I right. know, why you wouldn't just do it every time? You know? Yeah. Especially and, on, uh, yeah. people are like, well, you know, I don't want the beer to get dark and all that. I, I think it was uh, uh, Chris Colby at BYO back in the day. He did a thing measuring the color. He, he took the same wort and boiled one 60 minutes, boiled one 90 minutes. I think he boiled one like, you know. 60 and one like three hours or something and the color difference was minuscule he brought it back to the, the to one volume each all, all back to the same volume right, right right oh wow yeah yeah what a great experiment of course yeah. they would darken because they're thickening you know but he mm-hmm. put it back to the original yeah. almost and he, he had it measured i think uh hmm. and uh so and why wouldn't it uh, why wouldn't it because there's no caramel to caramelize kind of thing right right and, enough- and it, it, you know people you know talk about it like oh your beer's gonna turn out really dark it's like eh, no. Nah. You know, I think it's it's less of an issue than people think. But the effect's bigger in a in a in a, in a darker beer, you know, like a red beer. You'd get more darkening there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or you think it's not so, not even the same thing would apply then? I mean, the difference between sixty and ninety. Well, I mean, do you, really, well, do you really see much of a difference? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I never think my beers are dark because of that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, it's they seem to match up. I mean, it's less of an issue to me. I think you know having DMS would be much more of an issue, yeah. especially in this style. You know, and. uh you know, the fact that we're not getting any any cooked corn or stuff that's that's a that's a good uh, point there. If you're a homebrewer, boil with the lid off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember, I had a homebrewer actually had that problem. He would boil it on, and he's making great beer. They're clean, but he always boiled the lid on, and he could take mm-hmm. the lid off when he brewed a light beer like this, and the DMS went away because the evaporation just went right back into the boil kettle. So, I will say this, and I think the advantage goes to Trumer in this case because they're local. Yeah, and you get a really nice hop character out of that too. It's got that floral, noble mm. hop character in in the Trumer Absolutely. that isn't present in the other ones. Yeah, it's not. It's hopped lightly, so if the hops are going to drop out, it's going to disappear in such a mm-hmm. light hop mm-hmm. here. I think. Yeah. I mean, the Pilsner yeah. malt's fresher, right? Kind of pops more, right? Yeah, it's really fresh. Although the Fine Stefan or no, they all beer is you know also uh, quite nice, and. I think well done, and and that's that's kind of what I'm looking for in classic German pilsner. I, I expect uh, you know a, a dry finish. I think all of these are finishing dry enough that I would say, yeah, that's pretty much classic German pilsner. I mean, I, I might think that you know the the Trumer, the Weinstefan are, are are better better to style if i was to if they were all evenly brewed in the same condition all that i would say <laughs> those two i would pick as as being better um what about the bitterness huh what about the bitterness bitterness uh i think that they're all fine um i think that the uh konig is is a little low and bittering compared to the others and maybe i'm just already affected by the others and the Koenig seems shot. a little, little sweet to me yeah, it's a, a pretty malty beer, so I think it's probably about the same gravity. So I, w- I would think that it's the uh, hopping level that uh, 
gives it that malt forward. Uh, kind yeah, of it's good. It has some trailing bitterness. Yeah, I see what you're saying earlier, John. But it's funny as it warms up, then now it's kind of going away. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, <clears throat> all in all, a decent example. I think the others are, are better examples. But uh, I expect that firm bittering. I expect the dryness. I I'd like to see you know some hop character there. Uh, you know, a subtle kind of hop character that comes from, you know, uh, just using a high-quality noble hop, you know, earlier in the process. So it's not like a dry hopping thing, but, you know, it's 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 got a nice little presence in there. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the pale color, the brilliant clarity, you know, you know, a light yellow straw kind of kind of color. And, uh, you know, fine white head, I think... Uh, you know, all these would, would fit that fit that example for me. Well, uh, Tasty, have you made uh, a number of German Pilsners, or do you... Uh... Uh, yeah, I've made uh, the German Pilsner style, I think, a couple times. Uh, when I did it, I was trying to emulate uh, Gordon Biersch's uh, mm-hmm. Pilsner, which I, That's at the beer. time, thought that was a great example of the beer. Uh, probably a little hoppier than, than what I really wanted to do but i did like the beer a lot mm-hmm. uh i did uh use my normal uh highly sulfated uh, brewing water so i definitely had a uh, had a really crisp uh, hop edge mm-hmm. when i brewed it for sure and what, what type of salts are you adding uh you know cal- you know calcium sulfate uh, gypsum okay yeah and are you pretty aggressive with the gypsum oh yeah yeah i'm up to uh about 110 ppm on the uh calcium and then uh, 350 ppm on the sulfate Okay, like two to one. Well, I'll tell you, one yeah. of my my favorite uh, pilsners locally is uh, the uh, Sudwerk oh, pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. That really, uh, you know, uh, I I've had it where it's I tell you, fifty point beer where it's just perfect. And is it local yeah. usually when it's fresher, like when you're there? Because you're right, it's in the right. Back door. Right. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, driving driving by, and I yeah. you know stop at traffic's heavy. I'm like ah, traffic's <laughs> heavy. Uh, you know, it may be like a thirty second delay. The GPS is telling me. And I'm like thirty seconds. Oh my god! And so I pull off. You know, I say ah, oh, dear, the the traffic was really heavy. I needed to pull off, and then I'll I'll swing by there and see Chris White. I'll have yeah, a liter of uh, Pilsner. Get back and, on the road. Uh, yeah, really fantastic. I, I was there um, a, a few weeks ago, and they happened to be doing a tasting. And what they were doing was uh, taking samples of beer that was bottled, like, you know, a week ago, a month ago, three months ago, four months ago, whatever. And, you know, it was kind of like a blind tasting. All right, so this is the same beer bottled, you know, at these different times. You know, and which ones, you know, what are your comments on it, basically? Mm-hmm. And we were trying to pick out, you know, all of us focused on, well, which one's freshest, which one's oldest? And, you know, we, I think we were able to, most of us get close to that. I think there was some, you know, it wasn't easy, and I wasn't certain. I mean, I'm pretty good at picking out yeah, what yeah, beer's older, what beer's younger. And I did fairly well, but, you know... I was not certain. Huh. I was like, I was amazed because I would have bought any of them and drank any of them and would have been, hey, this is a great beer. Props no problem. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll have a liter of any of them. At the end, I was like, you know, pouring them all into the glass. Go, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll drink that. <laughs> it's all goodness. But um, well, why do you think that w- it was so hard to distinguish? So say, you, say you had IPAs, mm-hmm, like a, like mm-hmm. a you know, 6.5% West Coast style IPA. It's aggressively right, hopped, right. late hopped. And you'd know that you'd think you'd be better to pick out the differences in that, right? Yeah. Because yeah, when the wine in these sure. lighter beers that show everything is was it so hard to do? You think because there's less to to drop out because they're just light beers to begin with. No, I mean you know, in some of them, and they had we did a couple of different beers, not just oh, not just the other oh, just the large. right, oh, right, okay. and um, you know, because usually when you're picking out something that is you know aged you're like ah oxidation uh you know uh maybe maybe it's you know the hops have dropped off or the bitterness you know and in theirs i was looking for you know subtle changes in bittering you know i thought well this beer is a little bit more bitter 
then this beer i'm guessing the one that's a little less bitter yeah i mean by, by a hair is maybe the older one you know were you right but it was nice and fresh yeah oh yeah i was okay <laughs> um and then i'm like uh you know but it didn't taste old i mean it tasted really nice and really good i'm like oh it's got a great balance to it oh you know this is really good and then you know everything was was you know spot on with these and they're all clean and they weren't oxidized i'm i'm like ah, you know i don't really piss, pick up any oxidation and so uh it was tricky but uh i don't know what the point of my story was but uh you know <laughs> I was, the age in a beer right yeah the age in a beer and 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 i was really impressed with how well everything held up and how you know the 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 normal you know, signs of, uh, you know, being an old beer, uh, you know, just weren't there. And it, so it's, it's really one of my favorite, uh, local beers. And, and, you know, I think the times when I don't think it's 50 points, maybe, maybe it's my attitude. Maybe it's, you know, the traffic, the traffic, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, instead of 30 second delay, it went up to a minute and that ruined my, Damn. my experience. Um, you know, who knows, but, uh, you know, it's always really good. Well, it's one of my favorites. Nice and crisp. A great, great malt character, and that's one of the things you were mentioning earlier, John. Was you know, it's it's got a great pilsner malt character. Yeah. So, what do we associate with pilsner malt character? Kind of a, a grainy, slightly grainy, gritty. yeah, dry, like grainy graham cracker, like mm-hmm. like a toasty, but light toast. You know, just a clean. You know, even I would say like a little hint of sweetness, just a touch on the mm-hmm. you know on the front of your palate. Well, it's. But it's, not residual. It, yeah, exactly. It seems it, sweet. You identify it with sweet because it's almost slightly candy-like mm-hmm. in the the flavors and aromas, but uh, not sweet in a in a sugar sense. In the finish, yeah. you know, the, it's it's got kind of the 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 aroma and flavor of maybe candy, but none of the real sweetness in in, in a beer like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that dry finish, and yeah. I think that that's really good. Now, what's your impression, Scott, of the the various? Have you d- consumed a lot of German Pilsner, or? Yeah, just living so close to Trumer, it's it's mm-hmm. ubiquitous. So mm-hmm. I've had a fair amount of that. I think I I liked the skunkiness of the Radeberger. Oh yeah, and why I was want, that? Well, I don't. Maybe it's because it seems more hoppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's or, it seems more Pilsnery. <laughs> like it's what my amateur palate associates with a pill. Huh? So I drink it and I'm like, oh, here's a pills. And then the rest of them, which I'm sure would taste pilsnery by themselves, up against the the Radeberger taste wow. florally to me. And it's like, eh, this isn't, it doesn't oh, taste wow. to style, even though I know it's completely the reverse of what's really true. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's a very interesting point. See, I think that's, that's a, you know, a common thing where, and one of the things that we've been fighting against is that, you know, people get aged examples of beers that travel, and it's you know, pretty hard to avoid because you're getting it from you know, sure, and, yeah. and it's hard to fight. I, I think that all these these breweries have done a, a marvelous job, the ones that have been shipped, of keeping that beer in decent shape. That I would I would drink this, and I guess the Radeberger that was the last bottle they had, so yeah. who knows how old that thing was? Right? <laughs> yeah, he had to go into the back to get at the labels halfway off. So I, I mean. I, I knew it was old when when I, but it was just the last one they had. That held up very well. I mean, even I'm despite the that, skunkiness. Yeah, I think that beer's still yes, it says cool enjoy style. the best taste before end o two two o thirteen. So the end date was uh, February twentieth, which isn't too far, off, far off. But um, you guys think we're going to be okay? I think yeah yeah I think I don't think Ooh, okay. I feel good. Close call. Um, the thing is. You know, uh, I don't know what what best before date they put on it. Yeah, I think the hops you know, have dropped out. Sometimes, you know, some manufacturers, it's a year, you know. And some, it's, you know, like Stone, I think it's you know, like a week. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no, it's so up to each, each manufacturer's interpretation of when they want you to drink their beer. Right, which is why I prefer just a bottled on yeah. and then... You need to be an educated consumer and you know You'll look at it and say, well, right. you know this is this is too old for this this style of beer, or I'll take a chance on it and we'll see. Right. You know, and your beers are great for aging <laughs> <laughs> and drinking, of course. <laughs> yeah, not for drinking, but for, for aging. I don't sell those <laughs> door stops. 
<laughs> hitting somebody over the head. It's a nice stout bottle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They sell it really well. But uh, yeah, the so um, back to my point. Um, the you know we'll have things like uh, you know English beers, and we've talked about this before. How uh, you know someone will taste a, a beer from England and they go, "Oh, it's got this English malt character to it. It's got this English malt character to it." You go over to England, it's like that's not there, hmm. and and it dawns upon you, oh, it's stale when we, we're having it here, and there was nothing more revealing to me. I was in Australia, and I was talking to a guy in a in a bar there, home brewer, and we were talking about beers, and he goes, you know, I've been trying to brew a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, or it was some other American beer, and he was he's saying. Um, <laughs> He goes, but I can't get the, that American malt flavor. I'm like, well, hmm. you know, what malts are you using? And he's like, you know, I've gotten malt from America. I'm using the same malts, and I'm not getting that same flavor. <laughs> What'd you tell him? <laughs> and it dawned on me. I go, oh, Let you me know, taste that beer. <laughs> it's probably stale. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you're getting you know stale malt character. They're not crunchy. I yet. said, you know, it's real, real common. It, yeah, it kind of you know sweetens up, gets a little flabby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. That that can't be. He goes, look, I'll I'll sure. go to the bar, the cooking man. I'll go to the bar and I'll I'll, I'll buy uh you know uh, a, a bottle of you know uh, American beer and uh, I'll have you taste that and you tell me. Hmm. And he goes, you know, we we taste it together. I'm like, yeah, that's that's just stale. You know, the the malt is uh, kind of you know kind of turned on that. And he's like, really? We're I'm getting like, even with those guys for all the old beer we got here. <laughs> right. We're sending them some beer to get. So uh, uh, I told him, I said, you know, probably what you're brewing is very yeah. close to what, you know, you would get that beer in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you should you should trust in that. Right. You know, you're a skilled brewer and, you know, it's turning out fresher and brighter. And, so it was too fresh you know, for him. He was like, this is not right. 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 <laughs> I said, I, uh, and he's like, uh, I, I could sense that he still wasn't 100% convinced. I said, yeah, take one of your bottles. I said, you know, store it warm for a couple of Six months, months later. you know, yeah. and then, uh, you know, then try it and see if it's got that character. Hmm. And I never heard back from him, but a real nice guy. And, uh, and I, I thought that, uh, you know, this was, Again, one of the things that we need to get out is the fact that you know beer changes over time. The minute you bottle it, it starts to die, and it's you know it's nothing that can be avoided. But you just need to take that into account. A beer can still be good with a little bit of age on it, sure. so it can still taste like a fine beer. But uh, you know you want to just be aware that you know it changes over time. You're not going to get exactly the same beer on day one and day 180. So if you're a homebrewer or a pro brewer and you're going to brew a German pills for competition, when we, when's that window you would brew it? To, uh, you know, when when to be released in front of the, the judge. What's the age on this Trumer pills? <laughs> I think that would be a winner right there. That's really good. Um, Two months. Yeah, you know, tense. I think you know, uh, I like lottery? I like it to to age a little bit. I think you know, you get to a kind of a magic point where. Uh, you know, you're a month in, let's see, you know, you ferment it for a week or two weeks and then you let it sit for two to three weeks or four weeks. And then you're kind of in that magic zone and it's good for, you know, a month or so. And then, uh, you know, it starts to slowly fall off after that. Right. So you got to time it just right. Right. Okay. Right. Speaking of timing, let's, uh, use a little bit of time to support our great sponsors. So we'll take a short break, and uh, afterwards we'll come back with uh, a little bit more fun about German Pilsners after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. 
Tamika, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and lager for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures out of the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I am in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, fine German Pilsners, the company of our good friends, and uh, lovely downtown Martinez. <laughs> we got the river. Got the river. Got the, got the, the, the flow. The flow. <laughs> <laughs> the flow out the back window. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's lovely down here. And uh, uh, we're going to be giving away a lovely copy of the best of Brew Your Own 30 Great Beer Styles, uh, tips, techniques, and recipes to brew 30 of the world's best beer styles at home. As a matter of fact, German Pilsner's in here. It's got American Amber, American Blonde, Brown, IPA, Pale Ale, uh, Baltic Porter, Belgian Pale Ale, Belgian Strong, uh, you know, 30, you know, Munich Dunkel, German Pilsner, Schwartz Beer, Wit Beer, California Common. A lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, oh. Lots of great articles in there. I spent probably a, a good portion of time actually writing these. And uh, so, the first person with the uh, trivia answer, and let's, uh, we never give stuff away on the no. show, so um, a private message to you, to Scott, yep. in the chat. First one. The first one that answers this question, uh, and since I've been thinking about this recently, uh, for the upcoming NHC, uh, Peter Simons and I, we're going to go on another road trip. <laughs> Wow, a long one this Whoa. time. Right. Where's it at? Uh, out in Philly. Uh, we're going to fly to Philly. Oh. We're going to rent a car. Oh. We're going to drive around. <laughs> Not like, a car. I thought that it was a motorhome trip. No. But, but the first time Peter and I went on a motorhome trip for the NHC, where was that NHC? What city was the uh, the conference in? And you can give me the... The city that they used for the name of the conference, not the actual city where the conference was, which was technically not that city. Where? What city did Peter and I go to? Paul, I already have a, a an answer or a guess. Yeah. St. Saint Paul? Yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right. Call well, him a winner. Rosham Brew. Just Rosham want himself Brew. An, Does he want this personalized in any way? I'm, I'm, well, given how well he knew your personal schedule, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> Lipstick and all. To take it out to? Uh, I'll do it right now. Rosham Brew. R O C H A M Brew. That's a great name. Or does he want like his name? No. It's probably with, not his real name. Yeah, you're right. Rock, paper, scissors. Just put, make it out to <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, brew. Give him a chance to say, yeah, make it out to Brian. I think uh, Eli. Make it out to Eli. But congratulations. E L I? This is a fine segment of the show. <laughs> Man, he's a lucky guy. Dear Eli. Where's my copy of that? I want to, where's your $10? You know? Right, right. Well, we'll see. Yeah, you give me 10 bucks, and uh, you'll have one of, the, one of these just like Eli. And you find these at your local homebrew shop. If they don't have it, just ask them. They can order it from uh, Brew Your Own Magazine, or uh, you can find it online from Brew Your Own uh, and many other fine retailers. So check that out. Uh, Brew Your Own been a good sponsor of... Uh, the Brewing Network as well. If you sign up for Brewing Your Own Magazine, uh, half of that, if you go through the Brewing Network, half of that uh, subscription price goes back to the Brewing Network and helps support shows like this. So keep on keeping on. All right. During the break, we had our discussion. And uh, let's start out with um, let's start out with uh, Tasty. What's what's your What was your number one beer? What, what Which one did you like the best and, and why? What are you What are you picking? Well, I you know I like the trimmer pills. I, it could be more, the bass, of course, uh, because I don't know. It could be partially because that's what I've kind of dialed into locally, because mm-hmm. that's when I want to, what I consider to be a really good you know pilsner. Mm-hmm. That's what I go for. But you know, as I try them against the other beers, you know, it, it does it does have the the, the uh, you know really approachable uh, German uh, flavor. The others, you know, have a lot of I don't know characters uh some you know maybe a little weir- road weary from the you know their travels uh, to get here uh but the uh the trimmer is just you know fresh and crisp and it's got all you know to me it's got you know fits the uh, style guy exactly right mm-hmm. now what about you john what what did you which one did you like best or felt for whatever reason that you liked it best or you felt it was best to style or well halfway through the show it was all the Hesh diviner mm-hmm. um but as it warmed up you know 
I went back to the trimmer. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's the malt is bolder. It seems cleaner and fresher. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's I don't know. The hop character is still there. It's just everything about it is just fresher. Uh, right. But you can tell the Vahesh fun. I mean, you know that beer fresh and where it's made is probably phenomenal. Right. And it's interesting because when I first started brewing these type of beers, I used these as models. Mm-hmm. And I would always try to clone these beers. Mm-hmm. And I can never clone them. Mm-hmm. And mine were always fresher. I mean, this goes right. back to Australian stuff. Right, right. ne- but as I let them age, they mm-hmm. would kind of get near there. I mean, I can't brew like that. but um, Oh, you can. Yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, it's the water. I, I still right. can't mess that water huh. here in Concord. Um, <laughs> right. But anyways, the Vyash fun, I was like, oh, that's that's the beer. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love everything about the, the Pilsner, the, the flavor, how it comes through, the aromas. It's just right. And, mm-hmm. But then I went back to the trimmer just because everything this is more balanced as it warms up. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, what about you, Scott? Uh, my favorite? Well, yeah. now now that I've heard uh, your dissections and... See, that's why I was thinking I should ask you first. First. Yeah, well... <laughs> but now it's too late. The art of persuasion. <laughs> I, it wouldn't... It's not just your, your descriptions. It, it's the temperature, too, because these mm-hmm. are different beers than they, they were 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the trimmer pills is, is way the cleanest now it, mm-hmm. because... Um, there's no, I get no floral, no skunk. There's nothing. It's just clean. It tastes like a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I wasn't picking up the, um, the, I, I was picking up floral. I don't know. Yeah. It's something about the, the mm-hmm. last 30 minutes. All of a sudden the Trumer pills mm-hmm. really stands out as the best. Uh, it's, it's my pick too. I, I, I get, uh, again, uh, you know, quite a bit of hop character to it. It's got hop aroma. It's got hop flavor. It is that kind of, uh, you know, noble hop, uh, you know, not too, you know, rose wildflower-like, but it is kind of floral. It is, you know, slightly almost spicy. It is, you know, it's, you know, in a very subtle way. and mm-hmm. But, you know, you can tell it's, you know, got all this hop character. And then a, a firm bitterness, a clean you know, malt character, but like John's saying, quite a bold malt character, although very clean and, uh, you know, it's not heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's malty, it's hoppy, it's bitter, it's balanced, it's, you know, it's just fantastic. It's, it's you know, it's clean, like, uh, you know, Scott's saying, it's, you know, it doesn't have uh, any flaws of fermentation. It's just really well done. Yeah, if, if these three cups were sitting in front of me at a bar, I would order a pint of the, of yeah, the trimmer, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, you got to order by the liter. Oh, sorry. Liter, liter. Maybe if you're, you know... Not quite up there. You can you can get the half liter. Can I get five <laughs> hectoliters of Trumer Pills? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a Duo Deso? Can I get an IV and a keg? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, great beer. I think I think that's uh, really the one that we're fi- finding to be the best of this group at this point. And uh, like John was, you know, uh, referring to. Uh, you know, age, and, and I think uh, Tasty was referring to uh, age may have played a, a, a part in this, but um, you know, even so, I think that that's that's a really really nice beer and a really good example. If you're if you're in an area where you can get the Trumer Fresh, I think that's going to be a great a- example. If you're in Germany, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, go around and you can get some some great fresh examples there as well. Uh, Bitburger is really easy to find. Good. A lot, of, a lot of places in Germany, and that's a, a great example. Mm-hmm. And it, but even in Germany, you can find some stale examples. I'm going around there, I'm finding like stale Bitburger. I'm like, what the heck? How do you not have they fresh so German Pilsner yeah. you know, in your <laughs> German establishment? I was kind of shocked. But uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. All right, let's take another short break. When we come back, we'll, we'll wrap up with any questions from the chat. We'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, what's going on, and uh, we'll go with our... Our exciting new feature, you got to go buy this beer. Back after this. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew 
Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. I-10, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer law. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. 
to find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, some fine beer here, and uh, this is a little segment we like to call uh, "You Gotta Go Buy This." You gotta, you gotta go buy this beer. And what I have uh, revealed to my co co hosts here is uh, Big Sky Brewing Moose Drool Brown Ale. Now I know a lot of people have tried this. I know a lot of listeners may have already tried this, but I tell you. That is a fantastic beer. I, oh, the yeah. reason it's popular is not just because of you know a cool name, but once you try it, you're like, ah, that's a that's a really nice beer. Well brewed, I think so too. I, I well, I, well I would say it's got it's got some nuttiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's got some caramel. It's got a very subtle you know hint of roast that kind of balances out that sweetness of the caramel. It's got some hops to it. Uh, I found it in a can. <laughs> Which, which we all enjoy. We talked about well, how we enjoy the, the can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wipe, wipe the opening off. Make sure the opening spray, spray there. So. Well, you know, they call this an American brown ale. I, I, uh-huh. I get a lot of distinctive English character from this beer all the time. To me, it's English. Right, right. Uh, they're using English. Uh, I think it's a Maris Otter beer with possibly even English specialty. I mean, what you know. We, we Our very first can you brew it was Moostrol. Was that right? Wow. Yeah. Well, we should, we it's gone full circle. I think it was the very first one. Is this yeah. English yeast too? I, like, I think I think it was. What would yeah. you do, Mike? I mean, you're the American brown ale guy. What would <laughs> I you do? Americanize it. So you, you know, dry hop it, or well, get some American ingredients. I don't. And I, some don't American I don't care what style it is. What I'm saying. No, no, is, the beer got, itself. No, no, no. It's a great beer. No, it's a great beer. No, give me the. And, I'll order the fish and chips and this beer, please. And the, I'll be happy. The thing that's really cool about it is, and and Chris Kennedy, our brewer at uh, heretic he um is fond of saying you know moostrel is great no matter what stage you get it in like you know uh-huh. like we we're talking earlier in the show every beer kind of you know falls off over time moostrel you know becomes a little bit richer a little bit fuller you know a little less hoppy so you can have it like fresh at the brewery i've been there to the brewery it's a fantastic place uh wonderful tap room and lots of great beers that you know you're, you're not going to find somewhere else and then, uh, you know, uh, I've had this, you know, these, uh, I used to find it in bottles and, uh, you know, aged, you know, six months, a year, I'd keep some around and it was still great. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, it never gets bad. I, I think it's, it, it's just a great beer no matter what stage you have and it's just different. It's like a, it, it's like a, a beer you can actually age and enjoy, uh, almost. Uh, so I think this is a beer that everybody should go out and buy. If you haven't had it, I think you should. You really need to go out and uh, get it in the can. Absolutely. And if you, uh, if you've, and if you've had it before, uh, you know, go out and you know, remind yourself of what a what a great beer this is. Now, yeah. can can I get a vote from oh, everybody? Yeah, hands down. Can I get an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm amen. buying. I'm amen. buying. Some. I see the light. I, I I'm, I'm four for four. Four for four. Um, which makes me two for two. <laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> no, that's a beer you should have in your cellar, you know, yeah. ready to go. So we count up the stars. I think we got three and a half. There you go. Stars. Three and a quarter, maybe. We agreed three, three and quarters. Three, three and three quarters. No? Today, you're maybe three and a, you're you a third. Oh, yeah. A third. We'll give, you, we'll give you a third today. Maybe we'll see how you do on the next show. And, uh, we'll Doing great, there. Scott. It's only going down from here with the barley wines coming up. True that. That's right. If you're listening live, we're going to do a show on American barley wine coming up next. And uh, if you are uh, listening to the podcast, it's going to take you about two weeks before you hear the next one. Uh, we do these shows uh, scheduled uh, around the, the first Tuesday of every month. So we're trying to stick to that schedule so it's easy for you to, uh, uh, you know, Listen live. Block that out. Participate Cancel the, the bowling. Yes. Right. Listen to the these shows. Yes. Cancel the boning. Is that what you Bowling. Said? Oh, bowling. bowling yeah. oh, no know. dinner with the kids. Boning? No, uh, don't cancel that. <laughs> don't cancel Listen that. to us on podcast. <laughs> right. You know, if you, you have that opportunity. You don't get that much in your whole life, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but bowling, you get plenty of. Yeah. You can always do that another time. Right. 
but uh, and you can listen live. You can uh, participate in the chat, and I think we're going to give away another copy of uh, the uh, Brewer Brewer Own uh, Thirty Great Beer Styles. Uh, yeah, which uh, uh, you know happens to include a Great American Brownie Ale recipe. I noticed, right from yeah. uh, One Tasty McDoll. Yeah, and pardon me, we'll uh, be doing that coming up next. So. If you uh, like this show and want to hear more, make sure to go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Check out brewingnetwork.com slash store. There is uh, plenty of goodies in there for you to buy. The merchandise. uh, Great merch. You know, everything you buy from there. Any profits from that goes straight to the Brewing Network and ensures that you'll keep this kind of programming on the air. For another six or seven years, I think I think we all got it in us. And if we die, we'll be replaced with somebody yeah, we'll find else. Somebody. Don't worry, it's not don't magic. worry. You'll you'll have all the fun uh, and uh, beauty of this this program for the rest of your lives. I guarantee it. Awesome that and the jet ski that we're giving away. All right. Yes. So uh, stay tuned. American barley wine coming up next. 